from the God who can bring light out of darkness. My help comes from the God who can speak and all of a sudden the the vegetation brings forth fruit. I believe and I know that my help comes from the God who has made and sustains everything. And that perspective is such a powerful perspective. It's the but God reality that God wants us to have. We all need help sometimes, but who you go to for help makes a big difference in not only the quality of help you'll get, but also in your outlook moving forward. The more capable and knowledgeable that helper is, the more relieved and helpful you'll be. Today, Pastor Daniel applies this to the times in life when you're struggling. He shares that the God who holds everything together is enough for whatever you're going through. Now, Here's Pastor Daniel in Psalms chapter 120 as he continues his message when words drag you down. So in these three times every year, the children of Israel would go to Jerusalem and these series of psalms would be the psalms that they read as they would walk up into Jerusalem. And so the the idea of these psalms is that God has all of us, that we're all pilgrims passing through, but the key for us is that we're growing upward, closer to the Lord, that we're aware of the fact that each moment of our lives is a moment that we're on a spiritual journey. And I have always said that we every single day we're either getting bitter or better, right? And in the same way, every single day we're either growing upward or growing down. Right? It's like there's really no middle ground. There's really no gray area. It's like every day is a day that is a progression. And we want to be learning how to move upward, closer to the Lord. And so really as we take these psalms, we're going to be looking at what does the way up look like. And and what we're going to find as we go through these psalms is that the journey has got all sorts of pieces to it. It would be great. I would love to be able to tell you, listen, you put your faith in Jesus right now, and everything's going to be easy. And it's like it's all just going to work out perfectly. And and, and then listen, it will work out perfectly, but never the way you think it's going to. And ultimately, because his yoke is easy and his burden is light, things are easy, but it's also challenging. There's all sorts of setbacks and and conflict and issue that are part of this life. But no matter what the circumstances are, God wants us to trust him and God wants to continue to lead us forward. So we're going to be looking at these songs of ascent. So let's jump in today. We'll start We're going to do two today, but we'll start with Psalm number 120. Psalm 120 in your Bible. Now, it's pretty easy to find the book of Psalms if you're looking through an actual Bible because it's pretty much almost dead center in the center of your Bible. The word Psalms literally means song, and it's the it's the largest book in your Bible. There's 150 individual songs that we call Psalms. They're actually... uh, you know, grouped into different books. But Psalm 120, it comes right after, obviously, Psalm 119, which is the single largest 
chapter in your Bible. That's 176 verses, Psalm 119. And then, of course, we start the, uh, the Psalms of Ascent or the Song of Ascent. And if, if you look at your Bible at Psalm 120, it says that right there under it. It says a Song of Ascent because it's part of these special group of Psalms that were commonly read in these pilgrim feasts that happened every single year. And so Psalm 120, picking up in verse 1, it says, In my distress I cried to the Lord, and he heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. Now, right away, we have to realize that when you're down, you need to cry out. When you're down, you need to cry out. See, you notice the the psalmist here, he says, in my distress. So the psalmist is saying he's in a situation where there's this distress. He's down. But it says, I cried out to the Lord and he heard me. See, now what this means is that as a pilgrim who's passing through this life, someone who's on this this journey, on this way with God, there's going to be times when there's going to be distress that goes on. There's going to be times when you are not feeling that things are really going all that great. There are significant struggles in this life. You know, sometimes I think as Christians, we can pretend like, oh man, everything's always wonderful. It's like, well, no, sometimes things aren't wonderful. Sometimes things are really perplexing. I mean, you think about the disciples after the crucifixion of Jesus. Like, even though Jesus told them that that was going to happen... Watching Jesus be brutally murdered by by the Romans was completely distressing to them. You have all these different situations in the scriptures where somebody is down, where there is an issue, where there's some sort of a problem. And I always like to remind people that we, we don't want to pretend that we don't have problems. We want to see that our God is the God who works and leverages problems. So when you're down, the key is to cry out. Now, really, and I think what's so important is when you're down, who do you cry out to? I have a good friend who always says, one of the most important things in your life is to make sure that the people who you get advice from and the big decisions are wise. Because oftentimes what we do is when we're down, we ask people questions. And if we take bad advice from people whose lives are not full of the things of God, we end up getting bad advice from well-meaning people that lead us down the wrong roads. But for in this psalm here, in my distress, he cries out to the Lord and he says, and the Lord heard me. Now, what did he cry out to the Lord? He cried out, delivered my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. Now we learn exactly what's going on that's dragging the psalmist down is that there are words that are being spoken that are dragging him down. He's saying, God, I need you to deliver me because people are lying and they're being deceitful. Now, talk about one of the variables of the pilgrimage of life is the fact that there's other people involved, right? And people aren't always solid. Sometimes people are shady. Sometimes people have all these, they have their own agendas, right? And, and, and we all know what that's like. But for the psalmist, he's down because there's deceit and lying going on. There's people telling their own stories. And you know, listen, if you've been around at all, you know what this is like. Maybe it was something that went on at your job or something that went on in your school. Maybe it was somebody who took something that you said and they took it in a completely, in a way you didn't mean. And before you know it, they're saying all these things about you. And then before you know it, you find yourself feeling down. 
But the key is, is are we crying out to the Lord because our God is a good God and he knows what's going on. We can cast our burdens upon the Lord. Listen to what it says in Psalm 61, verse 2. It says, from the end of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. See, when you're down, you got to cry out. From the ends of the earth, the psalmist says, I'm, I'm going to cry out to you. When I'm overwhelmed, Lord, lead me to the rock. Lord, lead me to you, he's saying. And that's true for each one of us. Are you in that situation right now? I'll be honest with you. As, as, a, as a pastor, and I, and I get to be a part of a great church, and we get to reach lots of people, there's all sorts of things that people say that I say. I, I, hear, all, I hear all sorts of things about myself. I'm like, really? I had someone just recently showed me something that someone had posted. I'm like, wow. I didn't know that I was that. You know? But again, that can, for many of us, can eat our lunch, doesn't it? It just totally rips you off when someone's being dishonest, when somebody's assuming your motive. I mean, this happens all the time, right? And it's so easy for it to really break our hearts in the journey. But listen, when you're down, my friends, we need to learn how to cry out and cry out to the Lord. And I love the fact that the psalmist prays a very specific prayer. He's saying, Lord, Deliver my soul from the lies and the deceitfulness. He's saying, Lord, don't let these, this injustice, these, these falsehoods, don't let them link on me. Now, it's amazing that he's not saying, listen, I want you to wipe those people out. I mean, there are other Psalms that are like that, you know, in the Psalmist's humanity where they get all angry about stuff. But really what you have here is he's saying, Lord, help me not to stay down because of what's going on right now. Because in a lot of ways, that's the way falsehood works against the human heart, is that what it does is it gets our eyes off the Lord and it drags us down so that we are no longer effective. And I think we have to learn how to battle for perspective. And that's why when you're down, you need to cry out because when we get our eyes off of our reputation, our fears, our struggles, and we get our eyes on the Lord, we realize that because Jesus died and rose again, no matter what comes against you, because Jesus is for you, you're going to be just fine. And not that it's going to be easy, but when you're down, we have to learn how to cry out. In this case, he's down because of words that are dragging him down, this deceitfulness. Now look what happens next. Verse three of Psalm 120, it says, what shall be given to you or what shall be done to you, you false tongue, sharp arrows of the warrior with coals of the broom tree? Woe is me and I dwell in Meshach that I dwell among the tents of Kedar. My soul has dwelt too long with one who hates peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. So now we see the psalmist really unpacks what's going on here. And really what you learn here is that when words hurt, you need to consider the source. When words hurt, we need to consider the source. And and, and in this case, you know, as the psalmist presents the adversity that he's going through, he, what you really realize is that he's surrounded by people who, they're, they're interested in violence and war. They're, there's a false tongue. Really, they're just looking for destruction. And I think it's important because, listen, we're all sensitive, and you know, there's that old saying that sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. And we sang that as kids, but it's really not true, right? 
Because you know that you know that it's not supposed to hurt you, but words do hurt. But you have to consider the source. And, and I heard it said this way, and it made me laugh. Don't ever receive criticism from somebody who you wouldn't ask advice from. Right? If, if this is not somebody who you want their advice, then why would you let their criticism bother you? Because you have to consider the source. And a lot of times, when you know your Bible, what you realize is that when words drag you down and when words hurt, you have to ask yourself, is that the voice of my father? Is that my heavenly father's feelings about me? Because oftentimes, what you end up with is you have somebody who is hurt. You know, I've always said it transforms people. People have been transformed by the Lord. God transforms people through them. So, you know, so transform people, they transform people. Really, the Lord transforms a person, and the Lord transforms the people. Well, guess what? In the same way, hurt people hurt people. People who've been hurt, who are walking around wounded, they wound other people. So you have to consider the source of what's going on here. For the psalmist, he's in distress, he's down, and he, but he realizes that where he is and what's going on, he realizes that the source of his discouragement and his distress are not the type of people he wants to be like. He says, my soul has dwelt too long with one who hates peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. He's saying, look, I want to be at peace, but the folks that I'm surrounded by, they just want violence. And of course, this reminds us that when words hurt, we have to consider the, the source of those words. Reminds, of course, of Proverbs chapter 16, verses 27 to 29. It says, an ungodly man digs up evil, and it is on his lips like a burning fire. A perverse man sows strife, and a whisperer separates the best of friends. A violent man entices his neighbor and leads him in a way that is not good. You see, what you realize is that in the midst of our pilgrimage, not everybody is godly. Not everybody is full of the Spirit. And not everybody has God's best in their hearts as it relates to us. Some people are just want to steal, kill, and destroy. And it's not just outside of the church. I mean, it's amazing. We live in a day and age where, you know, people inside the church, they think it's their job to be like the, you know, the, the sin sniffer of every person. You know what I mean? Where they just sit around and like, oh, look what so-and-so did. Look what so-and-so did. As if Jesus said, hey, listen, I want you to be here so that you can, you know, just look at the speck in everyone's eyes. Tell everybody about the specks. And everyone, no, 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 no. I'm not I'm discerning the fruit, brother. I'm discerning the fruit. You know, it's like, well, no, no, no. If you're discerning the fruit, then if you have this against them, why don't you go to them on your own instead of writing it on social media or whatever? But listen, we live in that day and age. And so you have to consider the source of where this stuff is coming from. And if it's not somebody who you'd want their advice, don't weigh their criticisms in the same way. Does that make sense? It's like, like I, I've said it this way to my kids. Everyone is entitled to their opinion, but don't weigh everyone's opinion with the same weight. Everyone's allowed to have their opinion, but what does God say? That's the most important thing. What does the godly people in your life, what do they say? That's the most important thing. And someone who doesn't know you never met you, doesn't know your heart, doesn't know what you're trying to do. When they say stuff, you just say, oh yeah, okay. Well, you're allowed to have your opinion. But don't let it have that same impact because those words can drag you down. So you have to consider the source of where it's coming from. Now, as we move now into Psalm 121, the the next one of these Psalms of Ascent or Songs of Ascent 
Look at what it says. Psalm 121. It says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Now, if I were to take this entire psalm and put it into one big idea, my friends, we always need to remember how good the Lord is. Always remember how good the Lord is. See, we've been seeing this in in Psalm 120. We're seeing how the words are dragging the psalmist down, how he's, he's, he's fighting his distress. But then he, it turns off of the struggles of the present day onto the goodness of God. Right? We have this perspective change because, listen, the way up is when you get your eyes on a God who dwells in unapproachable light. Right? And he says, you know, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? Oh, he says, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And I, I always love that. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Why? Why is that important? Because When you realize God created everything, you realize that what you're going through or what people are doing to you is small in comparison to God who spoke all things into creation. See, once we get our eyes off of the struggle and we put our eyes on the Lord, we're like, listen, my help comes from the one who spoke everything into existence. I see a beautiful flower. My God made that. You see a beautiful child, even a funny looking child. You're like, my God made that. Right? You, you see some situation where everything's all messed up and you're like, you know, my God's a miracle worker. My help comes from the God who can bring light out of darkness. My help comes from the God who can speak and all of a sudden the, the vegetation brings forth fruit. I believe and I know that my help comes from the God who has made and sustains everything. And that perspective is such a powerful perspective. It's the but God reality that God wants us to have. See, how often have you caught yourself when you're down, when situations are not going, going, and it's like, oh, but this and this. Oh, but how's this going to work? And I mean, this isn't going to make any sense. And, and, and this is going to go bad. And this thing happened and this thing happened. And, you know, and you go on. And then at, at some point, hopefully someone says, but God. But what, God is, what does God want to do? And of course, you get that in Ephesians chapter two, don't you? Where it talks about how bad humanity was. We're, you know, dead in our trespasses and sins, alienated from the life of God. And all of a sudden, but God who is rich in mercy with the great love in which he loved us, sent his son. See, in this pilgrimage, you and I need to always remember, but God. Where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Of course, this reminds me of Psalm 145, verse 9. 
talking about how good God is. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all of his works. I love that. Now, can we stop there for a second? Because I realize that when I read a verse like that, there'll be some of you who will say, God is good to all. He hasn't been good to me, right? And, 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 then you, and right there, you begin the, the, the list of all the things that you didn't go well, things that were really hurtful. And again, I don't want you to miss the fact that what I'm trying to tell you is that people may be horrible, but when people are horrible, it does not mean that God is horrible. See, as we're looking at this, there are horrible people in the psalmist's life, but he realizes that maybe the people who are supposed to help him, they didn't help him, but the Lord is the helper. And listen, I'm here to tell you, no matter how frustrated you are with the circumstances of your life or how many people really messed things up and how many situations went on and it went wrong, it went in ways they weren't supposed to go. When that's the case, I want you to get your eyes off of those people and I want you to get your eyes on the Lord. What the Lord is doing, right? Because God is our help. He is the creator of heaven and earth. Now, I love this. Look what it says in verse three. It says, he will not allow your foot to be moved. That means that when you get your eyes on the Lord, your feet won't slip when you're in troublesome places. He who keeps you will will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The idea of that is, is that God has you in such a way that he's not falling asleep on you. Not like Jesus' three friends when he was in the garden. He said, hey, come over here and pray with me because, because, you know, wait and watch while I pray and they're falling asleep. No, God's not like that. God is not falling asleep. He's not slumbering. God isn't needing rest. It's saying that God has got you. God is for you. God's purposes and plans for you are going to be solid. I love this. The Lord is your keeper, it says. That word also means the protector. The Lord is your protector. He's the shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you or keep you from all evil. He shall keep or preserve your soul. See, when everything is rough, God is solid. Think about that. God is solid. He's for you. And I don't know how many of us were really, really struggling because people are hard and we're beginning to think that God is hard. Listen, God is good when nobody else is. And I really believe that for some of us, that's a, that's a word for some of us right now. That God's purposes and plans for you, you should not look at the people around you to say, what's God's plan for me? But you need to get your eyes off of them. You need to get your eyes on the Lord and know that he's for you and not against you. Jesus is real. When you're struggling, you need something to hold on to that you can count on, something stable and secure, something that you can trust. Well, today, Pastor Daniel reminded you that the Lord is the one you can count on. He's got you, and he won't let you go. You can count on him to be your firm foundation and hand to hold as you walk step by step through whatever comes your way. No matter how impossible your circumstances may seem, God is enough. So... 
take a deep breath and remember his goodness as you move forward one step at a time. Hey everybody, Pastor Daniel here. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I'm so stoked you're a listener of Jesus is Real Radio and I know Jesus has amazing plans for you. I'd love to hear the story of how God's working in your life. Give us a call here at Jesus is Real Radio at 360-256-4655 or email me at real at danielfusco.com. We're so glad we can be a part of your life through the ministry of Jesus is Real Radio. Would you like to be a part of what we're doing? We would like to ask that you prayerfully consider becoming a financial partner of this program. Your contribution, no matter the size, will be used to reach people with the gospel message. Find out more at JesusIsRealRadio.com. Just click on Give. Thank you for partnering with us. Join us again here on Jesus Is Real Radio when you'll be invited to consider how your focus determines your direction. Pastor Daniel will take a look at a few psalms that talk about how the things you think about most, what you're focused on, guide your decisions, and set the course of your life. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Daniel continues teaching through this series called The Way Up. That's next time on Jesus Is Real Radio.